Well, according to a new CDC report, harmful algae blooms in Michigan and other states are spiking around the state this summer. Uh, According to, to my crack research, harmful algae blooms look like a grouping of algae that coat the surface of the water and and look kind of neon green. It's caused by a rapid growth of cyanobacteria known as blue-green algae, which is naturally occurring. Uh, But that's as far as I can take you. Other than that, we need some expert help. That's why we called on Gary Kolhap, the chief of the Lake Michigan unit with the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality. Gary, it's great to have you with us. So what causes this type of, of harmful algae? Is it natural? Does it... Is this something we see every year? Hi. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, And I think your initial introduction was a really good overview of the the basics. So, yeah, cyanobacteria, also known as blue-green algae, as you said, is a natural component of lake systems. So it's, it's there. Sometimes it's more abundant than others. But there are certain conditions that can cause the cyanobacteria to really grow exponentially and and cause the blooms and it's the weather that we're actually having right now which is really hot days sunny uh they tend to be calm so there's not a lot of wave action Mm -hmm. to stir up the water um yeah so when it get when the, the lake gets hot it's sunny and it's very calm this is the type of those are the types of conditions that will typically where we typically see the blooms occur so does what 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 bodies of water are most affected here? Are we talking about the Great Lakes, so bigger bodies of water, smaller inland lakes? Does it do do the does this particular algae kind of form and and group together um, on more uh, like the shoreline? Is it more towards the deeper part of the of, of the lakes? Where where just kind of talk to me about what, kind of what waters are affected? Sure. So first of all, it, it definitely. They, they occur almost almost exclusively in lakes. So in rivers and streams, it's very. Because you've got the you've you got get, the flow. You, the water's correct. moving. Water's moving. Now you may get some backwater areas, like in large rivers, like say the Grand River, mm-hmm. that you could get a small area that it could be affected where there's it's a backwater, not much flow. So we are talking primarily lakes, though. As far as the Great Lakes, I mean, I think everybody's heard about Lake Erie, uh-huh. and you know, the the blooms that have occurred there especially in the Western Basin, again, where it's shallower, the water gets warmer, and that kind of thing. But as far as the other Great Lakes, it's, if, if we do see them, it typically is in bays. So we might get, okay. we've had some in Saginaw Bay and Lake Huron along the shore, again, where it's a little bit more enclosed, so not as much current going around. Mm-hmm. Maybe in Lake Michigan and Green Bay, which is I guess more Wisconsin and a little bit of Michigan there, but so in those Bay areas, you can get it, but it's, it's not typical in like the main part of Lake Michigan or Lake Huron that you're going to find them. Mm. As far as inland lakes, that's where, and that's where we focus our attention. And I would say the blooms are, are more common there. Typically it will be in the near shore area. It doesn't mean that it, you can't get some more in the middle of the lake, but it's definitely more common in sure. the near shore area, again, because that's the shallow part of the lake, the water's warmer, and it can move around. It's, it's you know, it, we don't often see an entire lake affected at the same time. It's, typically, will be certain parts of the lake, and 
it could be the south side of a lake one day, and then if the wind blows to the north, it moves to the north side. Wow. So it can move around, but it's, it, it doesn't typically cover the entire lake. It, it's usually a certain parts of the lake. Talk to me about the ecosystems a little bit, because it's so important to, to, to darn near every lake in this state of Michigan, around the world, quite frankly, but the, the ecosystems under the surface. Um, how, how are they impacted? And then even, I, I mean, I've, I've read stories that there were cases of thousands of bats dying in, I, I think it was um, uh, with uh, 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 Washington, that uh, that that were impacted from these blooms as well. So th- there are ecosystems that are are being uh, impacted here. Talk to me a little bit about those impacts. Sure. So, you know, primarily, I think the the one everybody cares about the most in terms of aquatic life is fish. And so, what can happen is uh, when a bloom occurs, it it and then when it, especially when it when it when it dies, the it it they de- decompose and it uses up the oxygen. So you get you can get low oxygen conditions, dissolved mm-hmm. oxygen conditions, which can affect the fish. And so sometimes that can lead to a fish kill or, or some fish dying, or at least fish, if they can, moving out of that area to another part of the lake where maybe it, it's not as bad. You also have the aquatic insects and invertebrates that are on the bottom that can be affected, and, and those are typically fish food. So the, you know, a lot of the fish rely on those. So if they're, again, when things decompose, dissolved oxygen gets low, those organisms, and, they, and they're, they're not as mobile as a fish. So they're pretty sure. much stuck there. So if it gets, the dissolved oxygen gets low, they can, they can die and that affects the fish food. So as far as, you know, there is some evidence that the toxins that are produced by some cyanobacteria can get into fish if the blooms occur long enough and the fish is exposed to it for a long period of time. So what we suggest to people, if you catch a fish in a lake that that you think has had some blooms in the recent past, is to, you know, fillet the fish. Typically, it seems the microcystin goes more to the guts part of the fish as opposed Mm -hmm. to the meat. Mm. So as long as you fillet the fish, rinse the fillet, throw away the rest of the fish, generally it should be okay, probably okay. for eating. But, yeah, so it, but I would say the bloom would have more of an effect on the, the, the system underneath the aquatic life as it decomposes. Sure. That's when the oxygen gets used up and, and can affect those organisms. Well, and, of course, now, I mean, this is, this is kind of the high point for it. This is when it starts really ramping up and – Coincidentally, people are out on the lakes more than any point this uh, in the year. Uh, summertime, it's hot. People want to get out on the boat, the lake, whatever it is. What are the effects of, of uh, that that we've seen with with human contact with these blooms? So typically, it would be things that affect the skin. So you might get a rash or an itch, some irritation, redness, that kind of thing. That would be the most typical thing. Now there have been reports that people maybe who are canoeing or kayaking through an area with the bloom can actually start to feel uh, dizzy or maybe a little bit nauseous. So there is some evidence that, that these toxins can actually get into the air if you stir it up. And so obviously if people feel those symptoms, they should get themselves out of the the bloom area as quickly as possible. For, For people, 
the most typical thing is just more skin irritation sure. and rash. And so, again, if we, what we tell people is if you come into contact and you have the ability, just rinse off. You know, use a hose, take a shower, whatever. And is that um, the same recommendation that will, for boats, too? If you're going to take one boat to another spot, you should just rinse it off? Yeah, I would definitely yeah. suggest that. And, and especially for, for boats, if you're moving among lakes, you know, sure. that's is another issue with invasive species. Yep. So we definitely encourage people to clean boats yeah. to, to get rid of the invasive species. Well, but it's, that it's, it's, in it's interesting stuff, and, and thankfully it's not too dangerous, but it can be pretty bad and something that we got to keep an eye out for. Gary Colehep, thank you so much. Appreciate the time. Got to take a break. More coming up next here on JR Afternoon.